Welcome to the Love Anarchy Podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. And we challenge the norms and expectations of relationships and dive into what is real conscious love. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, the CEO of Love, on episode 87 to talk with y'all about the concept of recovering self through the pain. Our guest, Sally Horbin, has gone through it. After a nasty breakup a year ago, she returned home to Australia to endure the floods, not knowing if her house was going to stay standing or not. But this led her to an opportunity to finally breaking down and focusing on self-love. Sally is the founder of Emerging Earth, and she has a wide variety of experiences in alternative therapies. She spent a decade, over a decade, studying meditation, plant-spirit communication, aromatherapy, massage, shamanic space-holding, energy healing, personal develop, transpersonal arts therapy, esoteric, and ancient tribal knowledge, and she has garnered all this holistic experience, and then assists her students and clients as they move through life's challenges. Before we get started, I want to highlight my new eight-week online program called Mindful Love, Conscious Relating Keys to Intimacy by First Loving Yourself. My heart is about helping others create the romantic love life of their dreams by first turning the love to themselves. Having a healthy relationship feels like an elusive, magical thing to find or create these days. What if I taught you the way to find the magic within yourself to magnetize your ideal partner or enabled you to rewrite your love story and your current connection? Please book a 30-minute relationship clarity call. I'll go ahead and leave the links in the show notes, but you can find me at andreaatherton.com. And listeners, go ahead and pull up a chair, turn us up on your stereo, put your ear pods on, and join us in this conversation. Without further ado, Sally Horbin. Welcome, Sally. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's so great to be back again. And it's just been like almost exactly a year. I, I, yes, I, I'm really feeling that too. Now that I'm thinking about the story you're going to tell about this past year, mm-hmm. a lot of ups and downs for you. And I've been following <laughs> you on Facebook and being like, really? You know, and I think, but I think we've all been going through, you know, as mm-hmm. a collective, we've been going through things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit more about you. Uh, so I'm a shamanic practitioner. Um, I apprenticed for 10 years to uh, work in um, ceremonial space. And, and that has itself, like anything in this, you know, like us, it evolves. <laughs> and now that's evolved into uh, mentoring and teaching and um, also seeing, still seeing clients one-on-one. But even that has has um, expanded again, and I'm doing a lot of spiritual direction um, with clients now. So people who are just going through a spiritual emergence, there's so many uh, people going through evolutions in, within their personal selves and 
And so much of the time it's mislabeled as, you know, a um, psychological crisis or an emotional crisis when in fact it's actually a spiritual crisis and that we just don't have the tools or the framework for that because we've been kind of living so far out of spirit for so long. So that's kind of where the work is going for me uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. which is so exciting. Yes. I've loved that you've posted your journey. And since it's been a year and you, yeah. like you were, you know, reflecting back on it. And that's when I contacted you and I said, mm-hmm. oh, Sally, you need to come back on. So <laughs> yes. tell, tell the people I where always, you I, are. Yeah. Tell yeah. the people where you are. I'm in Australia. Uh, you can probably hear from the accent. Um, but I was in Byron Bay for a long, very, very long time. Um, and then, uh, was uh, toying with the idea of being moving to London. Um, and, uh, but with a relationship breakdown that didn't end up happening. So I, um, ended up moving down a little south, uh, from, uh, Byron into a place called Bellingen, which is just the most beautiful, beautiful town. And I've somehow managed to end up in this gorgeous fairy cottage of a house right at the edge of a forest that's like full of quartz crystal. And so I feel like I'm living some fairy tale dream right now. Yeah. Sally was saying, oh, well, there might be exotic birds that are chirping in the background. I'm like, that is yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, some crazy, crazy bird action. <laughs> That's, I love that. That is like being in nature though, you know, so it's not, it's definitely yeah, well, the, not a recording just... studio. It's real life. No, it's definitely not. And uh, yeah, we've got quite the wildlife here. I had a 12 foot python with a head the size of my hand to my fist the other day in my backyard. So. Oh, hello. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, yeah. And I'm usually okay with having like just, just the smaller ones, but she was quite confronting and, and just the sheer size of her was, it just blew my mind. And I, I felt very grateful to have her in my space. The, the divine feminine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, and it would, that was a thing that was like a real point of death and rebirth for me because snake in a shamanic understanding is, is death and rebirth. And it's going, it's coming through that eye of the needle. And that's, that's what snake helps us to guide us through. So that was a bit, I felt that was a huge blessing. Big symbol for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where should we start on your story? Where we left off last year? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about a relationship container last year. Yes. And, um, and that has, uh, uh, deepened for me, uh, in the fact that it's actually, uh, I've actually turned that container around on myself yes. and created that container for myself. And that was a whole new experience as well. So. I went through a, a very challenging breakup at the beginning of last year and, um, and then came, landed back in my hometown and two days later we went into the worst floods that Australia has seen in 150 years and I was kind of trying to keep um, uh, everyone informed about what was going on uh, but we had no power no um, no no phone reception no nothing you literally isolated and cut off oh my gosh and then at that time of going through this deeply heartbreaking breakup so I'd just gone through this quite traumatic experience and then um, and then landed and then ended up having, you know, complex PTSD because we I had the floods straight, like right thereafter. So I was trying to navigate my physical safety and my emotional safety at the same time. And 
both of those two things together really uh, gave me an opportunity to go sit down and go, okay, how do I need to support myself to be able to actually just literally survive this? Um, so it was, I was very blessed. I wasn't hit as hard as a few of my friends who completely lost their homes. Um, but, uh, we were kind of, my dogs and I were watching the back retaining wall of our house about to burst. And had that happened, it would have like that, it would have been a landslide through my home. So it was a very tense couple of days in, in it, like very tense couple of days. And then a very, uh, uh, grief-stricken and heartbreaking few months, uh, seeing how many people were affected by it and helping with the cleanup and, yeah. The roller coaster of emotions and, I mean, fear that came up. I mean, everything surfaced for you. Oh, it was unbelievable. And um, I didn't realise, like, I've, I've uh, been navigating anxiety a good chunk of my life. Uh, and I'm quite, I've quite well versed at it now, but when, when everything has been stripped away and there is just this survival fear on top of that, it's, it's really hard to navigate. And the only way out of that is, um, if any of your listeners have very challenging anxiety, the only way out of that is to open up that container of self-care. That is all you can do. And you have to really learn how to do that properly because that's, that's the only way through that. Tell me about your process, because when we talked about the relationship container, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because then we're talking yeah. about things outside of ourselves, and that what mm-hmm. I realized, too, it always comes back to us in self-love. And oh, I've been playing with the, with the container as well, starting with yourself and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. bringing the container, you know, out. And I have a technique that I'll share in one of the, my solo podcasts that I do. So it's perfect timing. That I'd love to hear what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to go back and listen to the relationship container, it's a dynamite episode, but then mm-hmm. how do you turn that back on you and what gave you the idea to do it? I had, like, like I said, I had no choice. <laughs> I was falling apart um and uh as uh, you know and you go through the whole thing as a practitioner like I'm the one that's supposed to be holding and healing everybody like well, I, I can't I can't fall apart and you know that's a definite kind of um rescuer archetype that I carry I subscribe a lot um to Carolyn Mace's work I, I adore her work and she's become uh, a just beloved teacher of mine and uh, so the, you know, that rescuer archetype of like not looking after everyone else, but not looking after me. Um, and so creating the container for myself, that self-love container, um, I would, something dropped in at one stage and uh, I thought, is this loving towards myself what I'm doing? And that I just latched onto that. It was almost like it was just came from the ethers, that phrase, is this loving towards myself? And so I started to run everything through that, like everything. And we don't realize how much of our day we're actually receiving intuitive information. Um, You know, we we go to eat something and, and something in us goes, don't eat that. It's not good for you. Or, you know, why don't you go and do this? And we don't, we don't, I take it on board and that is our, you know, inner guidance system going over this way, sweetheart, this way, this way, this way, this way. And it happens all day, every day. And we actually don't listen to it very often. 
So that would come up and I'd be go, and then I'd run it through the filter of is this loving towards myself? And then take whatever action was loving towards myself. And that was hard. Like, you know, you're retraining neural pathways. <laughs> so it's like you used to used to just moving, 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 moving very, very quickly. And it's a matter of slowing everything down. And an ex-partner of mine who's an amazing healer in himself um, used to have this, or he still does, has this philosophy of power of the pause. So when you're faced with something, when you have an experience and you go, okay, just pause for a second, feel where it is in your body, have a, and have a look at the broader scenery and see, okay, which, which one of these things is, is loving towards myself? Which one of these things is going to be the most healthy for me to engage in? And those two things combined, the power of the pause and is this loving towards myself was a game changer for me. And it was, like I said, it was tricky. It was really, really tricky. It took a couple of months for me to really start getting into the flow of that and really retraining those neural pathways. But what that did was give me a, um, give my inner child a sense of, oh, you've got the will now. I don't have to be afraid anymore. You the, you, the big, kind adult Sally, has the wheel. I don't have to try and control everything now. And that is just that repetition of you're okay, you're okay, I'm here, I'm going to look after you. And that starts to open up a plethora of experiences in your life. Yeah, so you slow down and give that inner child a chance to say, yeah. oh, I I have a voice because a lot of times that's why people who've experienced yeah. some trauma are always trying to control the outside because they had to when they were young and it exactly. gets so embedded in our, you know, in our neurotransmitters and our nervous system that it's like danger, da- everything's danger, 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 danger. So it's like mm-hmm. trying to control everything outwardly and then almost abandoning yourself again and your I was I realized absolutely I realized how much I was self-abandoning and I actually that the ending of that relationship was very it was such a clear indication of that because I woke up one morning and I woke up crying and I without even thinking before I even knew what I was doing I was halfway packed I'd packed half my bags already and it was like I came out of a dream and I was like what am I doing? And it was just that, that it was my higher self. It was everything in me just yanking me out of this, that situation going, this is not where you need to be. And I realized in that moment, just how much I was still self-abandoning. And it's a, it's a tricky pattern that one, you know, when you have grown up in a challenging kind of, just unpredictable, even childhood situation, you are always hypervigilant looking for the things, you know, like, you know, what's going on, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, like you were saying, you know, you're always constantly looking for the danger. So you're always placating people that might engage that danger. So that's a really challenging one to move through and, and being um, very gentle and loving with yourself tends to Locate that inner child and goes, and that inner child is like, oh, you actually do have me. You do have me. And enforcing boundaries as well comes along with that. 
it's hand yeah, in hand so. in hand. And I'm like, that's, that is the perfection <sighs> thing. And I've been working, mm-hmm. coaching clients and uh, realizing that they're like, you're angry because you violated your own boundary and they don't even realize it because they're so focused on everybody, how everybody else feels. And then they doubt mm-hmm. that intuition or that, that inner voice of this isn't right mm-hmm. because Maybe oftentimes in childhood, for whatever reason, they've gotten shushed or they've been told, no, your feelings are not right or you're not seeing it right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, I have, uh, it's been interesting to see the opportunities that I've been given in the the months past that, past where I started this, is this loving towards myself practice. Uh, that I was absolutely shown some really interesting situations like, have you learned? Have you learned this yet? Have you learned this yet? And where I had to enforce some boundaries where, um, you know, on from the outside world, people would have gone, oh, that's a bit harsh probably. And I've gone, no, that's, that's actually what I needed to do for that inner child. And the most insane thing is when I did, make those boundaries, when I created those boundaries, the exact opposite of that situation would come into my life. So if if it was something like, um, you know, I had I, I, one instance, I had a client come to me and um, a new client and say, look, I just, I want to be able to do this work, but I don't want to pay for it. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. But, you know, I've, I've, this is, we're not in a society anymore where, you know, the, the tribe looks after the mystic or the shaman and takes care of every need. I need, I need to get paid for what I do. And, um, and ordinarily I probably would have, you know, gone, oh, okay, well, you know, let's, let's, what can you pay? And, and I just got to a point where I was like, no, this is, this is the value of my work. And, uh, like literally 24 hours later, five mentees came on board and, I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's uh, the, when we learn to enforce those boundaries, it's almost like we open that channel for the flow of what we actually, um, it will support us to come in. Yes. And exactly. Yeah. And when we claim those, the sovereignty within ourselves, yeah. without setting those boundaries like that, people are like, oh, I, I forgot my money. Do you go to the grocery store and say, oh, I'm going to take the groceries. I'll pay you next week. Absolutely. And it's like, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, I think it probably does come from a time where um, the community did support the healer, the priest, whoever it was um and they didn't need to charge because all their all their needs were taken care of and um and i think that we need to have make sure that we're having a reframe around that um and uh you know i apprenticed for a decade you know i've 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 studied longer than you know some neurosurgeons so you know you wouldn't go to a neurosurgeon and say hey can i have a discount like here i got a coupon code (laughs) yeah and and I and I'm and my business is incredibly inclusive. I um I do 
and put free content out on online. And I also here in my community do community classes, which are super financially accessible. And I do at least one a month. Um, so I, there, there is that altruistic, um, section of my work. And I love that you're sharing your journey too, because I think maybe some practitioners are a little nervous about that because we're supposed to be already fixed and yeah. perfect. That, but there's some beauty mm-hmm. in it, especially if you own it and come from a place yeah. of we're all human and most of us are going through it together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we are. We're going through it as a collective. Like we are in a time of humanity that we have never seen before. And we are experiencing, I mean, look, we're in such a mess. If you look on the surface level, we're in such a mess. But also, if you looked at something, if you'd never heard of or had the, a, a framework for what a birth looked like, you would think it was something violent and someone was dying. You know, you'd hear screaming, there's blood everywhere, there's pain. Like, how could that possibly be a good thing? You know, like you'd, you'd look in there, see, you know, some alien dropped down and had a look at a birthing suite and some and, and someone was giving birth. They'd be like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, it's just, it's chaos. It's like, it's, it feels like someone's dying, but someone's actually being born. Um, so it's that we're in that birthing process at the moment. And we're going through this experience of becoming aware of the fact that we are energetic beings first and foremost. Um, and that uh, can uh, bring in a whole lot of things. Like, you know, when we're connecting with someone, you, you know when someone's not telling you the truth. You know, you can feel it. You feel it in your gut. You hit. A, you have a, a, you know, a hit to your solar plexus. You know when someone's not telling you the truth. And we ignore these little, you know, red flags that we get. We ignore these intuitive hits that we get. And the thing is, why is self-love so important? Why is it so important to learn this? Because self-esteem and intuition are so inexplicably linked. If we don't trust that intuition coming from ourselves, if we don't love ourselves enough to trust ourselves, then we're not going to listen to that and we're going to go and do the opposite and we're going to mess up our, our lives and go, well, my intuition was wrong. You know, like you just, you, you have, you, we need to, as a species, really self care and really build up that self esteem so we can start to trust that intuition. And the only way that we can trust that intuition is to, you know, listen to it and, and that will give us self-esteem as well. So it's this, it's this self-generating mechanism that we have within ourselves. And then we really have to get to know ourselves and we really have to move. We can't go over it, can't go under it. We've got to move through the wounds and the pains and the things we've been ignoring or have caused us such fear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think an important um, aspect of it that's dropped in for me this year, having a good balance of it as well. You know, I realized in um, a lot of my training that I did, like I said, it was very, very strict and it was very, you know, my teachers were very energetically OCD. And there were times during that um, 10 years where I had three separate teachers where I was actually using the deep work to self-flagellate, to punish myself. 
and and not allowing myself to be in the world. I was like, have to heal, have to heal, have to heal. How can I heal faster? So many people do that. It's like, yeah. how long is this going to take? How many sessions is this going to take? Or how's this? I'm like, it's a process and it is balanced, but I can identify with that too. It's just like, I want, I'm attached mm-hmm. to getting somewhere. When you're in pain and you find a way that has a promise to heal you, but then it can it can yeah. stop you. Yeah, and us as um, you know, as humans, especially you know, us Westerners want everything like this. We're we're in this instantaneous um, uh, understanding of you know get our get our needs met instantly. Um, you know, we've 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 got online now. We can just go shopping in in you know our bedrooms and like you know like we can buy something like that. You know, we don't even have to get in the car and go and do something. We can email someone. We don't have to, you know, sit down and write a letter and think about it. So we're in this process of having to do things so, 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 so quickly and have a result, you know, but that's not how life works. <laughs> life is just this experience of unfolding. And, you know, um, to anyone who is out there that might be listening to this and going through their own processes, I want you to strive for um, uh, that unfolding, not perfection. You know, just progress over perfection. Yeah, and letting things unfold. And then um, so after the Mm -hmm. floods, you finally had a little time and you had this aha. And then what unfolded Mm -hmm. for you from there? And then uh, I uh, could feel the the density of uh, the northern rivers here where the floods were um, was just unbelievable. Um, living uh, in a um, place where there was such a collective massive trauma um, was, uh, it, and I was get I had the kind of the itchy feet before that all happened anyway, and I was just like, yeah, no, this is I I need to go somewhere else. Um, and then finding this place that I've watched, I've been working on in the last four or five months is a dear, dear friend of mine, incredible naturopath, um, Tanya from Gold Dust Botanica. Um, and I are creating a holistic, um, a wellness collective here, um, in Bellingen. So we'll be opening, um, a shop front, uh, in the next kind of 12 months, but, because she's so amazing at the physical side of things and also has quite a strong metaphysical understanding and because I work with the metaphysical side of things, really um, giving people somewhere to come to that's truly holistic. And this is the thing, where we're going as a species is we're realising how holistic we are as well. You know, we can't just say, wake up in the morning and think, oh, whatever war is happening elsewhere, that's happening over there. It's not. We're all, we're all inextricably connected. And if we have a war out there, there's, there's obviously a war going. We're all contributing energetically to what's going on on the other side of the planet. So we really have to, uh, you know, that's, this is why all spiritual um, understandings and uh, religious kind of groups and everything, every, every kind of framework of spirituality can be brought back down to managing ourselves, managing our power, managing our energy, being kind, really making sure that we are in ourselves whole and balanced. Because if, if we all did that, then, there would be no wars. There would be no anything. 
You know, so it's, it does come down to what is in the micro is in the macro. Yeah, and that's ego, the separateness. That's, you know, I'm different. My skin color is different. I'm different than you, Sally, because I live on the other side of the world, you know. Um, you know, yeah. it's not. But as I felt um, reaching out, I'm meeting people that are more like me all over the world. And like, I was so surprised yeah. that you had similar experiences and relationships than that we do over here. I mean, like I was almost surprised. Yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. you, you have to go through that too. You know? And, and granted, there's, there's some cultural differences, but I'm realizing as I find people that, you know, align with my heart that there are mm -hmm. so few differences. Mm -hmm. There are so few differences and, you know, even with the people who we think, and this is why the construct of holism is so tricky for us to allow as, as a species because, you know, we look at someone um, like, you know, any, like I'm not going to kind of name any kind of big leaders, but the big leaders of countries that where you go, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you guys have had that quite a few years. Oh, um, we did? In, in really? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and, uh, you you know, your brain goes, well, I'm not one with that guy. I can't possibly be one with that guy. Look at the atrocities like, that, that are happening. But we do. We, If you don't think you have the capacity to go there, uh, my friend, I can I can tell you it doesn't matter if you're the kindest person on earth. You there is a shadow of, of for everybody. So what we have to understand is when we say everybody, we mean everybody, everybody. and that's hard to swallow. No, no, for no, no, us. no, that's not me. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, yes, and that, that's it. That, exactly, that's it. Exactly. Oh, and I I can't possibly be affected by something because you know I'm a Christian or I'm this, I'm that. And what's happening is all of those uh, um, labels are breaking down. The constructs you know, um, are just, I've, yeah. I've, like, you know, you, all you have to look at is um, what's going on um, in the LGBT community. You know, it's like all the, all the non-binary stuff, all the, all the, our understandings of labels are starting to dissolve. And this is a part of our evolution. That's making the patriarchy very uncomfortable, FYI, too. Yes. Very uncomfortable. They, they like boxes because they can keep people in boxes and make money out of people in boxes. So this is why it's all starting to, you know, the systems. I think um, I heard about a, a thing, a situation that was happening in Germany that um, we, the systems are changing so much. And as a species, what we do is we go, we try and go back to the, the last thing that worked and bring it back. So in Germany, they, they were, um, petitioning, the, uh, there was a certain faction of the government that were petitioning for a king to be reinstated. So like, it's just like because the, the government, the political system wasn't working and they were like, okay, well, let's just go back to the last thing that worked. And that's, that was having a kingdom. So let's bring that back in. And what we need to be doing is looking forward and going, okay, what archetypal patternings do we need to be bringing in to be able to move forward in a, in a more holistic and healthy way? Yeah. And that's getting back to nature. And, and you think of the ecological balance and that's like the balance, like within us and 
without mm-hmm. us. Like, it, you know, that we are all one and we are all one with the earth. And I feel personally with all this going on, I, like during lockdown, I just went, I live next to the Rocky Mountains. Lucky me. I just went hiking. Yeah. The whole time, and I yeah. just I found solace there. That was and then, even before then, I needed to get out every day into nature. And as mm-hmm. time has gone by, it's been more and more, and I have to now. But then I hear you tell yeah. your story about where you are now. Um, this this is a really amazing, amazing little town. Um, and uh, what has struck me more than anything, and I was actually having this conversation with um, my business partner, Tanya, last night, is um, what has struck us both about being here is that uh, the connections of the community, you know, we're in a place where you still, you know, you're driving down the street and, you know, someone has to move over for you. Everyone's waving, every, like everyone's, hi, hi, how are you? Like walking down the street. And it was almost at first I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like everyone's so friendly and I was a little bit kind of confronted and it's and it's taken both of us uh, quite some time to uh, wind down to that pace where people do stop and talk in the street, where they do take the time to check in on their neighbours, where they do all of this. So that, the community itself, is amazing. And I've been so very blessed to um, the home that I'm in is just covered in wildlife. We've got, I can sit out on my balcony and see 20 birds in, in an hour, 20 different birds right at the edge of the forest and um i for me i need that connection to land that is it's such a huge part of my work and it's a huge part of my personal practice so the first thing i'll always do when i get to a land is um really just connect with the land say thank you for having me you know and that's so that's a huge part of it and this is the thing when we can connect and I've, I've the little story around this, um, when we can connect to the earth and all that is, the level of support that we feel blows people's minds. So I used to do this, and I still do, I teach this meditation, um, which is really grounding into the earth, coming through the centre of yourself and connecting it with the sun. So the shamanic understanding of that is that the earth is our mother and the sun is our father. So it doesn't matter the relationships that we had with our, you know, physical parents. You know, there is never a day that we wake and the earth isn't beneath our feet holding us and providing us with everything that we need, everything that we really, really need. And then the sun is, there's never a day that we wake where the sun doesn't watch over us all day. And when we can connect in with those two and be held, then the amount of people that I've had to, when we get to that stage of where it's connected, just howling, crying, just bawling their eyes out because they're like, oh, my God, for the first time I feel held. And when we can reconnect in with that all the time, then that is what is actually going to change, shift, um, and it's that's that self-love, you know. Reparenting with the cosmic parents is huge. And I went, I was very blessed to go and have um, an intimate ceremony with one of the Indigenous uh, elders of the land that I used to live on. And um, he started the ceremony and it was this meditation that I had been teaching for 10 years. And I was like, what is going on? And I, I said to him, this incredible, incredible man called Jambi. And I said, Jambi, like what, uh, like I've been teaching this for 
so long. He said, yeah, this is the only way we're going to get through this evolution of humanity is to remember who we are. Because if you, you know, if you realize that the earth is you, you're not going to hurt it. It's just so, and it's you know? so interesting, the disregard for the divine mother and disregard yeah. for at the connection of everything. It, it is so true. And I, I don't know if anybody, mm-hmm. any listeners have experienced this, but wanting, you know, going for the negative ions, the energetic, the drop down, because what mm-hmm. we live in the synthetic society, whether it be... Yeah. Um, energy of superficiality or the energy of mm-hmm. computers or concrete is doesn't match like the the trueness no. of our energy in our heart no yeah absolutely and um it was uh, when I, again I was having the conversation with my business partner and her um, her partner yesterday last night, and this rushing, 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 this pace that we've adopted in in society means that we miss out on being able to have those deeper, intimate moments with people because we're never together in a quiet place and landing long enough to do that properly we're just after the the quick fix the you know the dopamine hits the you know like you know the smash and smash and grab kind of sexuality and not going okay how can we create this container and it's just indicative of the container we're not creating for ourselves so for me primarily we need to create this container for ourselves and learned how to feel safe in that and then we're not actually also expecting the other person to make us feel safe either yeah. And I mm-hmm. see so many clients who say, I can't sit still. I have to stay busy. Yeah. And that you get like mm-hmm. on the hamster wheel with that. And it and it's hard to get off. And you experienced it even like when you were training. It's like you get, you know, you get a little bit of mm-hmm. something. You're like more, 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 faster, faster, faster. And it's not, it's yeah. not how it works. And it's not about... Um, gaining money or getting somewhere. It's about the process and you can tap into yourself like you have over this year. We're talking about how, oh, it's somebody across the world and it was, but I know you. And it made, you know what I mean? It's just like I had a, like a pinpoint and it like, it it got real. And that's why me connecting with all the people around the world has been, has opened my heart too. And it's like, we, you know, we are so connected and if we're disconnected to earth too, how can we connect to ourselves when we're yeah. distracted uh, by all the things exactly. around us? Exactly. And so I have um, one of my strongest practices is um, I, from about, I don't know, about six or seven o'clock at night, everything gets turned off. My phone gets turned off. Everything gets turned off. Candles go on. Incense go, goes mm. on. And I have that quiet space to regenerate and to sit with myself and to learn. Learning how to sit with yourself is really tricky because we're so smart with these smartphones and it's like, oh, my Lord, you know, like it's just we are um, plugged into the world of um, uh, synthetic energy 
so much. You know, the first thing we do is we plug into the device in the morning. You know, like it's the first thing we do is put put out our phone. What's happened overnight? What have I missed? You know, and it's just like, oh my lord! Like it just if you, one of the things that completely changed my life was not turning my phone on until I'd sat on my balcony with a cup of coffee, looking at the trees for at least an hour. The level of anxiety that that dropped alone was huge, massive, massive. So it's we've got to give ourselves these these another container. We have to give ourselves these containers, and these are the self-containers that we need to provide for ourselves because if we have those, we're not going to have to look outside of ourselves to be able to be fulfilled. And you're right. These are instant gratification, but there's consequences that come with it that Mm -hmm. cause you keep going back to that, ignoring those feelings and ignoring the anxiety and saying, well, you know what? Someone will give me a dopamine hit. So, but then like rolling in it, but really untying from it. Although people are afraid of it, what's going to come up? What pain's going to come up? What is, um, you know, am I going to be able Mm -hmm. to deal with it? And it's connecting back to your body and back to the earth. You're right, is I believe too, is the most healing thing that we can do. And I think a lot of us are headed in that direction now and like being leaders and guiding people there too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like, I, I, if I've got anything to kind of uh, express to your listeners is, um, you know, find people to connect with that are going through, you know, the process and find good, find yourself good teachers. And then also when you're in, you know, when you've come out the other side of it, maybe not right in the middle of, because in middle of the process, because you want to give yourself that time to Write out the process without it um, being, you know, open fodder for everybody. So once you've kind of tied up a particular process, share it, but just be vulnerable enough to share it with people. Say, oh, we just experienced this. Has anyone else experienced this? Because so much of us, like even last night, my, my, my friend was talking about um, uh, like the way her mind works with anxiety and we were laughing so hard because I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm like, as crazy as you are. <laughs> I'm so glad that because like, just sharing that and going, oh, my God, we're all really just a bit messed up and we're all just trying to find our way. And even the people that are out there teaching and leading, like if you if you're in with a teacher that's like, I, I am the one, I know everything, I've got everything sorted, <laughs> one, run fast away if we were done we would be we wouldn't be here we'd be on to the next you know reality of wherever we're going I'm thinking how boring it would be if we really didn't have anything to work on (laughs) but then our ego's like well I want to know all the answers right now so I'm gonna bulldoze through it Mm -hmm. and that's not the point and I'm like Mm -hmm. well what if I just was gonna be able to manifest everything nothing was a problem everything lined up I'm like huh um, I think we'd be a yes. little bored. Yeah, we would. We would be totally bored. And, you know, the whole experience here uh, to come to this plane to earth is to learn. You know, it's one big school. This is why we're here. So why would you, you know, like go to school and not learn the curriculum? Mm. 
Hopefully. Well, Sally, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on again. And I, I love my um, pleasure. Thank yeah, you for the, having the me. Con- connection, even though you're so far, because I'm like, I, I read that post and you're like, I've come so far. And I'm like, what an incredible story to share with the listeners. Yeah. And I, I messaged you right away. You're like, yes. And so I'm like, like, you know, I love that. I love that we're that connected. And, um, and yeah, yeah, listeners know that we are like, I'm connected with you listeners. You know, I'm connected with Sally. Sally's connected. We're all connected. We're all one. How can people get a hold of you to, um, work with Uh, you or learn more or follow you on Facebook? Yeah, my, my, um, my business is Emerging Earth, and um, you can find that uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram or um, uh, emergingearth.com.au uh, is my website uh, and also the work that I'll be doing with my dear friend, um, the naturopath, uh, and she can do uh, Zoom consults as well. You can be anywhere in the world and she can work with you um, on your physicality from, from anywhere in the world as well. So, um, And that's Trinity Bellingen. Sally, I'd really love to come out and see that huge python that you had in your backyard. (laughs) She was pretty impressive. Thank you, Sally. Thank you so much again. Lovely to speak to you. Lovely to have you. And thank you, listeners, for listening in with us on the Law of Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. And we challenge the norms and expectations of relationships and dive into what is real conscious love. I want to thank you listeners from the bottom of my heart for listening in with us, because I know you've a myriad of podcasts in which you can listen to. And just a reminder, my eight-week Mindful Love International online program is my new hot thing right now. I help people attract their ideal partner or bring the passion and intimacy back into their current relationship by first falling in love with themselves. I'm so excited about the program because having a healthy relationship feels like an elusive, magical thing these days to find and create. You can find the information down in the show notes or go ahead and find me, andreaatherton.com. My website has all the information on how to sign up for a clarity call. You can find the Love Anarchy podcast community on Love Anarchy podcast on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe, ring the bell and leave feedback. It helps the podcast so much if you're enjoying it. And don't forget to tell your friends so they can listen too. I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote. Love is the only true power.